Officers are currently taking part in a VIP training course. Any escorting of vehicles spotted in the force area is part of this training, which is carried out periodically to ensure officers are prepared for such an eventuality. Police forces take part in VIP training to enable them to offer protection to high-profile figures, including royalty, when necessary. Images have surfaced of fly tipping which show piles of food waste dumped in a local car park in Haverford West. Rubbish had been dumped next to the bins at Castle Lake Car Park. The images show plastic bags of refuse torn open with jars, food waste, cans and cardboard spilling out in a soggy, stinking mess. The bins have only been recently installed and are made available to businesses on Castle Square. Councillor Tom Tudor came across the mess and took photos. He said he couldn't believe what people had done and appealed for information. Councillor Tudor wrote, Unbelievable, people have been fly-tipping rubbish bags in the new bin storage area in Castle Lake Car Park for the businesses of Castle Square. If anyone has any information on this, please do not hesitate to contact me. At only the end of April, it was reported that a bin bag fly-tipped in a hedge near St David's caused immense danger to both cattle and badgers. Fly-tipping is illegal and Pembrokeshire County Council can issue fines. A man from Haken has had a warrant issued for his arrest. 31-year-old Jonathan Hall of Haken Drive was due to appear in court after allegedly driving a VW Golf along the A477 trunk road near Nash whilst under the influence of cocaine on November the 26th. No plea has yet been entered to the charge by Hall. Haverford West Magistrates Court issued a warrant for Hall's arrest on Tuesday, May the 11th after he failed to appear in court. Police have seized cannabis with a street value of over £500 after a stop check in Pembrokeshire. A man has now been charged with possession of cannabis and will appear in court at a later date. Pembrokeshire Roads Policing Unit said on Friday, May the 14th, male charged with possession of cannabis following a stop check near Saundersfoot yesterday evening. Just over 56 grams of cannabis seized, male bailed to attend court in due course. We've let down thousands of children by not improving education standards since it was highlighted by Estin in 2011, a councillor has said, as he called for more urgency. Councillor Mike Stoddart made the comments at full council on Thursday, May the 13th, as councillors approved plans to recruit a new post of Head of Education Improvement and Commissioning, with a total potential pay package of £110,000 was approved by full council. We've had ten years to turn this tank around. It's the complacency that gets me. We have let thousands of children down over this time. We should be ashamed of ourselves, added Councillor Stoddart. He said that scrutiny of education services seemed to be completely ineffective in getting anything done, and a key step in improving child poverty levels would be to ensure a decent education so they can get a decent job. Cabinet Member for Education Councillor Guy Woodham said that he agreed that matters needed to move quickly, but it was also vital to get the best person for the job who would be able to further develop improvement. In response to Councillor Stoddart's assertion that some urgency is required, Councillor Woodham said it's like turning an oil tanker around. The new role follows a more recent Estin report that made four recommendations to improve underperformance, including raising standards in schools, improving outcomes for learners, and the effectiveness of the authorities' work to improve teaching. And that's it. You're up to date with the news in Pembrokeshire with me, Kim Thomas. This is Pure West Radio. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire. I've been holding on to pieces, swimming in the deep end. Trying to find my way back to you Cause I'm needing a little bit of love A little bit of love A little bit of love Late 
lately I've been counting stars And I'm sorry that I broke your heart It's something that I didn't want for you But I'm stepping on broken glass And I know this is my final choice All I'm trying to do is find my path to you Holding on to pieces Swimming in the deep end Trying to find my way Back to you cause I need it A little bit of love A little bit of love I need a little love Just like the air I'm breathing Tom Grennan and a little bit of love on Pure West Radio. I'm Ben Stone. Welcome to the start of your weekend. It's Saturday morning, Pure West Sport. Between now and nine o'clock with G&G Builders, it's Haverford West County's final game of the season. There's also a full round of matches in the Pembrokeshire Cricket League. We'll run down all of those. Bill Kahn with me in a few moments. Fraser Watson and Gordon Thomas, the top team here at Pure West Radio, all on the show with their thoughts on the weekend sport as we kick off your Saturday morning right here on Pure West Radio. 
good morning and welcome to the show this Saturday morning, Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. Another Saturday, really pleased to have Bill Khan with me to kick the show off this morning. Hiya, Bill. How are you? Hi, Ben. Okay, I've got ambitions for a bit of cricket today. I hope the weather is going to be okay because we've been ruined the last couple of weekends. So that's all we can play today. (laughs) Yeah, I think hopefully we will get some play. It might be a bit stop-start across the county today with showers forecast. But I'd hope we get some play, which is an improvement on the bank holiday Monday and also last Saturday. Oh, my word. Last week was dire again, Ben. Yeah, it was awful. Yeah. There's uh, there's a chance to watch a little bit of sport besides mine because there's Hanford West County playing their last uh, game of the season in the JD Cymru Premier and a very special game it is. Absolutely right, Bill. Let's start with that. You're you're heading to the Bridge Meadow, as you say. It's the final mm. game of the season for Wayne Jones and Hanford West County. It's a midday start against Kevin Druids. Um, it's a special occasion today for Sean Pemberton, a player I know you've admired for some time. His oh. final game for Haverford West County. Tell us about Sean and and what it is about him that that's made him something of a cult figure. I think at Haverford West County. Yeah, I make no apologies for saying he's my favourite player. Others will understand that, including the players. He typifies what's right in football and what's right in Hanford West County. He's the captain. He's been there for nearly 10 years. The last four years when they've had to pick the team of the tournament in the Welsh League, he's been included in the squad from the, you know, the choice of all the teams. He's 100% committed. He's, he's not the biggest guy. He's from six foot. But in defence, he's a lion. He's brilliant in the air. When he goes up in the attack... He's committed and scored goals up there as well. But he somehow typifies the spirit. He's going to be hugely, hugely difficult to replace. Ben Wayne Jones would tell us that. He's already said it, isn't he? And uh, Sean is so unassuming and just didn't like the fuss. There's going to be, <coughs> excuse me, there's going to be a couple of presentations this afternoon. One from the club, one certainly from the supporters club. We're going to uh, make him a nice engraved presentation. And he's held in huge regard by everybody at the club. And other clubs know, you know, that he is a danger. Um, he's been sort of on the bench a lot recently because his legs are, are not good. And to try and play twice a week is beyond him now. So I think he's making the right decision for him, but not for the club. They're going to miss him badly, yeah. Okay, so his final game today. Uh, what about yeah. Wayne Jones' views? We we had Wayne on the show on on Monday evening, and the videos on the Facebook page. He he was brilliant as he always is, talking us through his thoughts and and what he's made of the season. Do, do you get the feeling, Bill, that he's quite glad the season does come to an end today because it's been a busy period since the the league split. It's been a strange season with with COVID, of course, playing a part. Do you think Wayne is glad that that today is that final game of the season and he, and he can look ahead now? He'd be a strange fellow if he wasn't glad to have a breather because the pressures are on for all, every sort of area now. But in this, it's the top division in Wales. Um, he's had sort of uh, support from the new chairman, but there's inevitably pressures to do well. And he's got to you know, carry the can in the end. So uh, he'll be glad. I mean, sport is different, isn't it? I know some of the players now have agents mm. in the Welsh League. Mm. And, you know, <clears throat> that's another tier to deal with. And play, players are more mm. temperamental, perhaps, than they used to uh, in my day. So he he will be glad to recharge his batteries, but he'll come back stronger. And he's a very, very good manager. I hold Sean Pems in the highest regard as a player. But I could say the same, mm. and Gordon and Fraser would say the same, but Wayne Jones is a manager too. 
yeah, he's done a great job. And there have been some real highlights. You've not really missed a game. And, and I know you, you regard yourself as very lucky to have been able to report on the Haverford West mm-hmm. games in this season where um, supporters haven't been allowed to go. Uh, and you've seen a, a large bulk of the games, apart from, unfortunately, recently when, when you've not been well. But you, you've seen some really good moments as well, Bill. Does that win against TNS rate as, as the oh. best moment of the season? Yeah, it has to, because I was talking to the TNS man um, owner at the time when the last goal went in and he knew his side was going to lose. And ultimately, that could, along with other results, cost him and his team the Welsh uh, title. But, yeah, that's amazing. There have been low performances them done as well. I mean, they're playing now tomorrow, Kevin Druid, today, sorry. Kevin Druids, who are at bottom of the table, they've been slammed by everybody recently. But Hamford West playing better against good sides. Yeah, so good. it'll be interesting to see. But I've uh, only four only four reporters in. I felt in the games, I felt so sorry for parents who can't watch their youngsters mm. play and things. I've been very lucky and I've, I've, I've not abused that. I've really appreciated the fact that I've been allowed uh, to go in. You know, it's been really nice. And let's hope we don't ever have a season again where that's the case. Let's hope we get supporters back oh. in, in Welsh Premier League grounds next season. Absolutely. Uh, so you're on the Bridge Meadow watching that later and then you're going to well, take, in, been, yes. take in some cricket, aren't you, Bill? Straight after. Uh, and there's some good games today in Division 1, fingers crossed. And I think you'll be watching Haverford West against Nayland straight after the football. Yeah, I was talking to a couple of Hatton Island boys this week and they were giving me stick about, I expect you'd be tipping uh, Halford West. And I always point out, oh, I never played for, for Halford West. I was the secretary for 10 years after agreeing to help out for six months and got landed with a job for a decade. <laughs> so I am, I suppose, I get on well with Halford West, but Nayland are the same and they are the class act. I, if you said to me, would, would I what, where would I place my last fiver? It would unhesitatingly be on uh, them to beat Hanford West. Um, a lot will depend on the, the weather, a lot will depend on who bats first and who bats second, but overall, Nayland are the class act at the mm. moment. So there's some other interesting games as well, you know. Carew travelled to Whitland, the Whitland seem to be on a crossroads. They've lost a couple of key players, and um, they are really, you know, feeling that, I think. But Keru, no. When they go to Whitland, they're going to have a battle there. Mm. Keru won by nine runs, as Fraser would tell you in the Harris Nalan. So, you know, they, they've lost a couple of key players as well. But they're always seem to come up with talented youngsters who fit in and do well. It's, it's something Keru are rightly proud of. Uh, in other games, Criselli, uh, who beat Hanford West in the week, they're strong as well. Their batting lineup is immense. And they're at home to Narbuth, who are new in the division. And Narbuth blow hot and cold. They're a bit like Langamore now in the second division. They can score 250 or 50. Mm. And it all depends on the day. They've got some really, really good boys, some very good youngsters like Lewis Hoff and Louis Davis. And you've got the Quartermain brothers and you've got people like Richard Adams who seems to be in there forever. He's a class opening bat. So that'll be interesting as well. And another game that will be nice to watch because they've both got um, teams players who, who, who can bat well. Lorraine against Saunders Foot. Now Saunders Foot uh I've got, you know, people like the Kane brothers and, mm. and the Cope boys. They they really are good. Lorraine are now experienced at one time they yo yo they seem to go up up stay up in division one for one or two seasons, go down, come back up. That when they won the Harrison Allen I think was the changing point for them because they realised how good they 
were at that time. It's a tiny, tiny place, Lorraine, so how they feel two teams, I'll never know. It's going to be interesting to see how they get on this year. And the last game in the division is St. Dishmills against Lethbridge. St. Dishmills, I think, will be reeling from the fact they lost in the Harrison Allen. But that, again, you know, they had, they, they had three or four boys out and they don't have a strong squad. They've got a good team. But if a few boys drop out, and I think two of them are going to expect and dads, so they're missing out a bit of cricket, and uh, that's going to be interesting to see there. Sheffield have come up from Division Two. Now they're an interesting club. They've got a magnificent setting up in Sheffield, and I think they've, they're growing in strength and self self belief. They got in John Curran, one of the best batsmen I think in the county. Steve Smith's the same. They've got some very, very good cricketers. So that's going to be interesting as well. If you said, you know, where is the banana skin there? <laughs> I suspect it could be a secret at Tish. But I, I think Tish will have too much strength overall. But it, when you think of those five games, and then you look in Division 2, where so many sides have got second teams in there, you know? Yeah, of course. Uh, if you look at that, then, you know, there's some very interesting games there as well. But it started off the season, the season has started off well, despite the bad weather. And um, I think now that we've got, you know, one, one game under their belt, they'd be raring to go. And if you look at those games tomorrow, um, you know, you've got Halford West, seconds or eight to Lamphy. Lamphy were in the top two teams in the Pembroke League for a while. Uh, Langham are at home to Pembroke, both have got aspirations to go back up into the first division. That's going to be interesting because Langham have been boosted by the arrival of Stephen Mills, who played for Johnson and then went up the line, didn't over-like it then, has come back and decided to play there rather than Johnson, which pleases his dad, Steve Senior, no end, let me tell you. And um, they might even have Stephen Inwood as well, Chris Inwood's brother. And if he's there as well, they're going to walk that division. i got no doubts about that. Pembroke Docker, another go-ahead club, and they're home to hook. So some cracking games of cricket there. Kilgetty, um, you know, will be uh, travelling to hook. So that, that'll, that'll be interesting as well. So some good cricket in prospect, then. Oh, looking forward to it. Let, let's just hope it does stay dry and we do get yeah. some some games. And we'll have a look at all the results. They'll be on uh, pembrokeshiresport.co.uk and also... Yeah on the show on Monday evening as well between 7 and 9 we'll, we'll have a look at some of the headlines from the, the Pembrokeshire Cricket League let's hope we get some play to talk about uh, Bill you enjoy your sporting weekend starting at midday at Haverford West County thank you for being with us to kick off the weekend and we'll see you on Monday on Pure West Sport yeah I look forward to that back thanks very much Ta-da. experience live local music in the heart of Narberth at the Queen's Hall for over 60 years the Queen's Hall have provided the best in high quality music and events to the people of Pembrokeshire a platform for multi-genre artists showcasing the best in the local music scene from the rock and rollers to hip hop jazz folk Classical and dance. Whatever your scene, the Queen's Hall provides an immersive music experience, both in person and at home. See thequeenshall.org.uk for all the info and on social media. Hi, I'm Ben Stone, and you can join me on the weekly Pure West Sports Show with G&G Builders. (laughs) 
All the latest sports news from around the county is featured every Saturday morning between 8 and 9 with a preview of what's to come ready for match day. Then we kick off every Monday night between 7 and 9 with my award-winning pal from PembrokeshireSport.co.uk, Bill Kahn, who teams up with Fraser Watson and Gordon Thomas for the second half with the latest news, views, guests and gossip. Pure West Sport, proudly sponsored by G&G Builders, a Pembrokeshire-based company who've been in business for 30 years. Find out more at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. The Valero Community Update on Pure West Radio keeps you updated with the various projects Valero are supporting in Pembrokeshire. From sports clubs, schools, charities and musicians to members of staff from Valero who volunteer their time. We hear about the latest community projects Valero do to support our community on the last Wednesday of every month at 9.30am and 5.30pm, only on Pure West Radio. If you miss it, catch up on the podcast at purewestradio.com. The Valero Community Update. This is Pure West Radio. She smiles from time. 
Saturday morning. It's Pure West Radio across Pembrokeshire. I'm Ben Stone. That's Craftwork and The Model. It's Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. We're here every Saturday between 8 and 9. And of course, on a Monday evening between 7 and 9 o'clock, you can join us. The second hour of the Monday show is always live on the Pure West Radio Facebook page. We had a really good chat with Sanna Duffy, the Milford Haven runner who set a new record running the length of the Pembrokeshire coast path and you can see that video on the Facebook page on Monday's show Peter Morgan Pembrokeshire's very own British Lion will be our special guest but joining me right now this Saturday morning and hoping I'm sure for some cricket later on today it's our very own Fraser Watson morning Fraser how are you not too bad Ben as deja vu anxiously looking out my window here a few scattered showers around but it beats the heavy rain, at least, for the last couple of weeks. So we might get some play today, God forbid. Certainly, let's hope so. Yeah, we're definitely getting the, the May showers at the moment. There's no doubt about that. Uh, of course, we, we'd normally talk about the Swansea City game today. Uh, Fraser, you've been covering Swansea over the last few months. They actually uh, don't play today because on Monday, it's the first leg of the championship playoff semi-final. Uh, Swansea at Barnsley. How are you feeling ahead of that? And how will Steve Cooper uh, approach that game, do you think? I mean, it's a tricky tie, but they always are in the playoffs. But Barnsley, such a great turnaround the last half of the season. I think when they actually lost to Swansea 2-0 in January, you never envisaged them being here. And I saw both games, Swansea-Barnley this season. It was also 2-0 at the Liberty. And it was a cliche, but the scoreline really didn't reflect it. Barnsley caused Swansea, caused Swansea a lot of problems, especially in the first half at Oakwell. And, and Swansea were resolute in defence those days and, and were fortunate to come away with what they did. They haven't been so resolute in the second half of the season, which will be a concern for Steve Cooper. But it's also a very exciting time for everyone at the club when you're three games away from the Premiership. You know, who'd have thought that when Swansea first went down and even even the financial situation they were in at the start of this season. And obviously the good news that, that 3,000 fans will be allowed back into the home leg at the Liberty and, and the season ticket holders have gone into a ballot, those who chose to stay loyal and renew their, their ticket this year despite thinking they had no football to watch. And, and those tickets will be free for those who are chosen at the ballot. So that, that's a nice touch as well. And I think that's just ramped up a little bit of excitement around these playoffs, to be honest. Oh, it's very exciting. And of course, league form really goes out the window now that they're, they're one-off yeah. matches right the way through to Wembley. And important to say that, that the final will be at Wembley as well. There was some doubt whether or not the, the Champions League might get moved from Istanbul. It has been, but they're, they're heading to, to Portugal. So that, that Wembley day out is still on the horizon. Yeah, I mean, I was laughing at the irony of it all before, Ben. You saw the great uprising against the European Super League and, and the clamour to maintain the English pyramid system. And then what is ultimately the crowning game of that pyramid system, isn't it? It was talked of being shunted aside so two of those said clubs could come back and play their Champions League final. Um, but no, that aside, it, it, I think that it will be good for the the playoff clubs involved, not just Swansea City, to have some kind of confirmation of what they're playing at. You don't want ambiguity of a date at this stage of the season. You just want to get on with with what is a very difficult task in hand as it is. Mm. Yeah, they're going to Lisbon, the two Champions League clubs with the 2000 UEFA delegates, which was the stumbling block coming into London. And, and for all the Ferrari surrounding that, then I'm pretty sure Manchester City and Chelsea will afford the flights out there. So, um They'll be all right. Yes, it means fans having to travel. But again, there was no ideal solution to this. Was no, you're quite right. And it's exciting times, no doubt, for Steve Cooper and Swansea City to have that possible playoff final on the horizon. So good luck to them. That's 8.15 on Monday evening. Today is the final day 
of the Cymru Premier League season and have the West kick off at 12 on the Bridge Meadow against Kevin Drew. It's very handy for, for Bill and Gordon, who I think are going to be covering it today, because I'll be able to hopefully watch some cricket as well later this afternoon. Um, but on Haverford West, final game of the season, Wayne Jones was on the show on Monday and, and was so open, wasn't he, about mm-hmm. things of the season and, and, and what's to come. Yeah, he's looked very impressed with the action. They want to finish for a win today, just for just sake of finishing on a high note. And they should do better. There are no excuses today. Kevin Druid has been in turmoil these last few months. You know, the, the shipping goals are easy at the back and they're creating very little going forward. Have to actually come and stuck against them like this season mm. twice, lost the away game 2-1. Very lucky to, to draw one all at home. But, you know, they've really digressed since then, Kevin Druid. I think, to be honest, we, Wayne has been very open. He said there'll be players out the door this summer. I think today comes too late for them. I think he's seen enough in his last few weeks to know that there's areas he's got to pinpoint. And I don't think that'll be rectified at all by three points today. But they'll want to finish on a high note because it was at one point looking like a very high season, wasn't it? You know, it's regressed slightly in the last few weeks. It's taken the shine off it. So I think just for the sake of all the work that's gone in, he won three points today. But I don't think it'll have any kind of bearing on his plans for the weeks ahead. And it does sound like those plans are beginning to get quite well advanced. He's got a very clear focus, I think, what he wants from from his Haverford West squad for for next season. I think it'll be a bit of remembering the high moments of this campaign, and there have been, no doubt about it, but also learning the lessons from some of the the lower moments as well. That's going to be important. Yeah, in this recent period, we've spoken about it, and I think it's five points out of 30. may serve them well now if if they treat the right way moving forward and it sounds like they are doing that you can't just disregard form like that no matter whether you finish up it, mm. it's all well and good falling back and saying that we, we previously targeted 10th place or above and we achieved that you know there have been concerning signs he's spoken again quite openly as you just mentioned Wayne he's targeted inexperience and lack of game management so I, I expect the sort of players he's talking about will bring experience with them I don't expect them to be young and unproven. Um, I think he has has enough of them at the club already. I think mm-hmm. he's talking about the right personnel to bring those players through, especially with the likes of Sean Pemberton and maybe one or two others moving on for different reasons. So, yeah, you're, you're right. In these last few weeks have given him areas which he does have to pinpoint and there are lessons to be learned and they have to learn them. Otherwise, next season is going to be very tough. No doubt. Midday kickoff then on the Bridge Meadow. Good luck to Wayne and Haverford West County. Final game of the season today. Uh, Fraser, just stay with us. It's FA Cup final Saturday, so we'll have to give that a mention. And also, let's keep fingers crossed for some cricket. We'll have a look at uh, where there might be some action a bit later. We'll do that next on Pure West Sport. Baby, come on over tonight. We can make it all right. Take a piece of my heart and go for Than just your friend So I've thought about it And maybe you're right I've been checking your records And they seem
Saturday morning. It's Pure West Radio. That's Samantha Mumba and Baby Come On Over. I'm Ben Stone. Really good to have your company on Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. Final day of the season today, as we were saying with Fraser for Haverford West County, as they take on uh, Kevin Druids on the Bridge Meadow. 12.30 start for that one. It's also... FA Cup Saturday today with the final between Chelsea and Leicester at 5.15. Fraser is still with me. And of course, in years gone by, Fraser, the FA Cup final would be something that would be on the TV all day, wouldn't it? You'd get eight hours of coverage. Do you remember those days? No, we reminisce about that, but that day is long gone, isn't it? When there was no other football allowed but FA Cup, it was the focal point of everybody's day. Abide with me, all the traditions, you know, you're right, you watched the review of the competition from about 9am to about half past two, it seemed, and then came the occasion itself. No, it certainly dwindled in its significance, but it's a big game for both today, Ben, for differing reasons, I think. It is, and actually for, for both managers as well. Um, and it's difficult to see where this is this is going to go. I think it's going to be quite a close game, but for, for Thomas Tuchel, he's done a great job since going in at Chelsea. So to get a trophy under his belt so quickly, of course, Frank Lampard failed to do that last season. And for Brendan Rodgers, you feel it's quite a seminal moment as well because he's done a great job at Celtic, nearly took the title with Liverpool, hasn't quite been able to, to win a trophy. If he does that today, that's quite a big moment as well. I think it's a very significant day on the managerial CV of Brendan Rodgers, actually, Ben. You look, of course, those two and a half years he had in Scotland, which were very successful, but then you look at his English record. Look, he's a tremendous coach. I know that more than anyone from, from his time with Swansea. But there is one slight on that record. You look at that Liverpool season of the 2013-14 when they defied the odds for 90% of it and stumbled over the line yeah. and didn't win the title. You look at Leicester last year, similar in some way, defied the odds for much of the season, should have been top four, really stumbled when the pressure is on. The same, the same was threatening to happen again this season and still yet might that that game against Manchester United, which they won on Tuesday, alleviated some of that pressure. But he still doesn't have a trophy in English football. You're right. And that's something he'll want to have on his CV. He is you know, tremendous manager, Brennan, tremendous man manager. He is quite egotistical as well. He will want that uh, to point out. And, and I don't think he wants to carry this reputation around of not being able to get teams over the line towards the end of season in a big one-off game when there's a trophy on the line. So he'll need that and he'll want that. And for Chelsea as well, the narrative for Chelsea has actually changed very much this week. Ask me this perhaps prior to Wednesday night, they were looking nailed on for top four um, and a potential cup double. That loss to Arsenal just left things Mm. in the balance again. I mean, ironically, Leicester, Chelsea have to play each other again on Tuesday night, which may yet prove critical to the top four once we get this FA Cup final out of the way. But Liverpool now are still in it, West Ham are still in it, they've still harbour hopes of catching Chelsea too. So, you know, all of a sudden, from being almost godlike status a week ago after uh, manufacturing yeah. this turnaround at Chelsea, if Tuchel were to lose today, suddenly there's a lot of pressure on him because suddenly he's looking mm-hmm. at potentially dropping out to the top four and he's, if, should they lose that Champions League final to Manchester City, he could yet end up trophyless. So he'll want this today, just almost for the security of having that success in the bag. And I think it'll take some of the pressure off for a big ahead of a big fortnight for them. Well, I'll ask Bill and Gordon the, the same Fraser Cup final prediction. I think that's traditional, isn't it? Whenever, whenever you're talking about the, the FA Cup final day, we have to make a prediction. What, what, who are you? Yeah, going for? I, I, I'd love to to be romantic and predict some flowing football, Ben. But I'm going for a cold-hearted, methodical one-nil Chelsea win. Well, okay, I'm I've got a feeling if anyone can break Chelsea down right now, it is Leicester with some good forward play. So I'm going to predict Leicester to win two-one, and we'll see how that goes. But I, I think they've got every chance today. What, against what I would like to see, Chelsea. I'd like to see Leicester score early, Ben. 
um, and, and make Chelsea have to come out. I think the longer the game goes on, it is in Brendan Rodgers and Leicester's nature to attack and, and to push forward, isn't it? And they will leave gaps for Chelsea. If Leicester were to score, Chelsea then have to come out. There are still, you know, some question marks over Chelsea's finishing. Tina Werner hasn't done it. Have they got a proper number nine? Um, so to make Chelsea come at them, at the way they had to come at Arsenal the other night, you know, could be the best way of making them come unstuck, really. But no, it's my my cold-hearted prediction still stands. <laughs> Okay, uh, let's just focus a bit on the cricket as well, because we're sure. hoping we're going to get some games today. Uh, you'll be getting your whites on, of course, after after we finish this. Um, plenty of matches happening. We're, we're hoping we're going to get some action. But we did have some play in the, the Harris and Allen, didn't we, uh, Fraser, this week? And I think you were uh, watching Haverford West lose to Cresselli on Wednesday by seven wickets. Yeah, that's right. Quite a one-sided contest in the end, to be honest. We we noted last week, didn't we, that this is a much more experienced um, Cresselli lineup, and and that really rang true. Half the West batted first. Adam James got them off to, to briefly threatened to get them off to a quick start, and then once he went, and their experienced top order went, they really did look short in the middle to lower order. Ben, um, you know, Archie Thomas came in, Mike Jones both can strike a ball well. They tried to turn the tide a bit, but but on the whole. They laboured really to a total of 124. And then Chris Kelly's batting was so measured. Dan Sutton opened, 63 not out. Never, never looked troubled. There's never any pressure on him to increase the run rate. And it was a very impressive win from Chris Kelly under Yuan Izzard, under a new captain. And they'll feature highly in favourites to win this tournament. Carew, they struggled slightly too. They, they were big favourites against Saunders Foot. They got home by nine runs in the end, I think. Um, they've got the first one out of the way as well. If there was... We did mention potential shock would come at Sleffreed, um, and Johnston did go. Sorry, Langham Division Two Langham did go there and win. As we mentioned, they've got some good one-off players, Division Two side or not. Steve Mills in there now. He started with forty-nine, so they've gone through as well. And perhaps the surprise was was St Ishmael's turning up to Johnston, putting a really ragged performance. Johnston now in Division Three and actually beats Tish by five wickets to go through. So there were some interesting results. There was some rain around, of course, as always. But no, Griselli by far the most impressive of the lot and the biggest statement probably made so far. Okay, well, we'll have full analysis on the cricket, of course, on Monday's show uh, on Pure West Sport. And I think a similar forecast today, Fraser, there is the risk of some rain showers throughout the day. So we'll hope we'll get some play. It might be a bit disrupted, I think. Yeah, like the weather itself, it could be scattered play, Ben, but let's hope for something better than nothing at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, well, go well, Fraser. I hope you have a, a good showing today for Sam Ryan. We will look forward to Monday. Uh, pure West Sport between 7 and 9. Thank you for being with us this morning. Have a great Saturday. Thank you, Ben. Speak later. Excellent stuff. Thank you very much indeed, Fraser. Back with us on the show on Monday. Our special guest will be Pembrokeshire's very own British and Irish lion, Peter Morgan. He is with us after eight. We've got Gordon Thomas coming up on the show in a few moments' time. We'll talk about the rugby. There's a a full programme of games in the Rainbow Cup. And we'll also get some more thoughts on the the cricket to come as well. Uh, Just to recap all the Premier League fixtures that are happening today, as well as the FA Cup final. It's Burnley Leeds at 12.30 and Southampton against Fulham at three. The eight o'clock game tonight is Brighton against West Ham. And then tomorrow, Crystal Palace play Aston Villa at midday. Spurs against Wolves is the five past two. West Bromwich Albion take on Liverpool tomorrow in the 4.30 game. Uh, West Brom relegated, of course, this week. And Everton are at home to another relegated side 
in Sheffield United. That's the seven o'clock game. And we've already mentioned with Fraser on Monday, the championship playoffs. Barnsley against Swansea is at 8.15. And before that, it's Bournemouth against Brentford. So loads to look forward to. It's a busy Saturday and you are starting your weekend off with Pure West Sport. Car trouble again? At OC Davis Roundabout Garage Nayland, we like to keep it simple. Offering you service plans from just under £10 a month. From affordable used cars to 0% finance. Not to mention, nil advance payment on the mobility scheme. You can guarantee you'll get more for your money. Put the pedal to the metal and get the most out of your motor. Call 01646 600858 or go online to ocdavis.com. Ah, enemy ahead. Fire. Where? I can't see them. Right there. Oh man, you missed again. You need to get your eyes tested. Nah mate, I ain't got the cash for that. You're in college. You can get an eye test for free. Really? From where? I'm with Mags Optics. They're in the Riverside Arcade in Halford West. Sick. I'll check it out. Eye tests are free for children under 16 and those aged 16 to 18 who are in full-time education. Glasses up to £85 are free for students aged 18 and under with an NHS voucher. Call Paul, Tina and the team on 01437 767744 or go to magsoptics.co.uk to book an appointment. Mags Optics are the proud sponsors of The Gaming Show on Pure West Radio. Oh, <laughs> Farm Ice Cream. Handmade delicious ice cream using the milk of their 350 free-range cows right here from their Pembrokeshire family farm. Come and try the extensive range of flavours which include traditional banana, blackberry, chocolate, coffee, ginger, lemon, Pembrokeshire honey, Pembrokeshire salted caramel, raspberry truffle, pistachio, strawberry and many more at their newly opened shop on the Riverside, Haverford West. They offer a range of sizes from small tubs and cones to eat on the go or insulated takeaway tubs for you to enjoy at your own pleasure. Loch Farm Ice Cream. You can listen to Pure West Radio anywhere. In the kitchen, in the bath, in the garden, on the sofa. Go for it. Even in space. Vintage tea, brand new phone, high heels on. Cobblestones When you are young They assume you know nothing Sequin smile Black lipstick Sensual Politics When you are young They assume you know nothing But I knew you Dancing in your Levi's Drunk under a
morning on pure west radio it's taylor swift and cardigan pure west sport with g and g builders looking forward to the show of course on monday evening between seven and nine where hopefully we'll have plenty of cricket to look back on there's going to be rain showers as we've said today with bill and fraser already but let's hope we do get some action to look back on and joining me right now to round off our show this morning is pure west sports gordon thomas and plenty to talk to gordon about as well morning how are you good morning Ben, I'm very well today, and you? Yes, not too bad at all. Not too bad at all. Are, are you out running for a Saturday morning, Gordon? We've got uh, we had Sana Duffy, didn't we, on the show on Monday, and she's inspiring. So yeah, yeah, people. yeah. I I I've just been for a little run, Ben. I've come back, and now I'm going to talk to you, mate. Excellent stuff. Yeah, that was a great chat on Monday. Really enjoyed that. The video is still on the Facebook. Yeah, page. that's a remarkable record. It's not one that I'll ever beat. I'll be honest, Ben. I don't, I don't think many people ever will. <laughs> it was phenomenal, wasn't it? Uh, so today yeah. we've got the Rainbow Cup continuing. This competition actually has been quite well received. And we've got the, the Welsh Derby at three, haven't we? The Scarlets yeah. against the Cardiff Blues. Yeah, that's always a, a tasty affair. To be fair to the Scarlets last week, uh, they beat uh, the Ospreys uh, uh, 22-6, Ben, to be fair. And um, Lee Halfpenny was in fine form with the boot. He kicked uh, five penalties and a conversion. And uh, Jeffries came off the bench and scored a try, and that sealed the victory, uh, despite Price kicking two penalties for the Blues. Uh, very poor performance by Dai Young side. 
but uh, Glenn D- Delaney's side went really well. And then he announced that he was uh, actually finishing uh, with the Scarlets uh, following that win. And it looks as though uh, Dwayne Peel is going into the hot seat um, at the beginning of next season. So that, that's interesting. Today's game will, will be a tough affair against uh, the Blues. They'll, they'll want a, a reaction. They beat the Dragons, to be fair. They beat them 17-16 last week. So um, both sides are going in undefeated after one week and they'll be both looking for a victory. So uh, it was good to note that local prop, uh, Rob Evans, who's had his injury problems over the last couple of months, uh, had uh, 60 minutes in last week's game. So that's interesting to see how he's getting on. Yeah, that's good to see him back, isn't it? And actually, Gordon, you and I have spoken that had Rob not had his injury problems, he wouldn't have been a million miles off the Lions squad, would he? No, probably not. Wynne Jones, his fellow prop at the Scarlets, is going. Uh, he had a great Six Nations. I bet Rob is really feeling a little bit gutted, but it's important for him to uh, now perform for the Scarlets and hopefully for next season's championship, he'll be vying for that Welsh number one jersey again. That's what he'll be uh, looking to do anyway. And there's another Welsh derby tomorrow, the, the Sunday game, one o'clock, Dragons against the Ospreys. That should also be an interesting game. That will be a very good game. It was interesting to note that the Blues uh, won 17-16 last week, but uh, the the Dragons will be looking for a a response this week, mate. They'll be looking to try and get a W. I mean, uh, Coach Ryan's side have uh, been a little bit unlucky over the last few weeks. They had a good win against the Scarlets a couple of weeks ago, but they really wanted to beat the Blues last week. So hopefully they'll rectify that against the Ospreys. The Ospreys lost heavily, well, not heavily, but they were well beaten at Parker mm. Scarlets last week. So they'll be looking for a reaction as well. So that will be a good game to- tomorrow to watch uh, with both sides uh, vying for a victory at Rodney Parade. I've spoken to Fraser and Bill this morning as well, Gordon, and we're all a little bit nervous for, for cricket today. I, I think we'll probably do well to get the yeah, completely it's a little, uninterrupted. It's a little though. bit damp at the moment. I know the covers are on, uh, Ben. It's going to be hit and miss whether we do get any cricket today, which will be disappointing because we've had a few, uh, the Easter, uh, not Easter Monday, but the bank holiday Monday, uh, it was all rained off. The Saturday before that was... Uh, interrupted by the mm. old wet stuff again and it looks as though it's going to be uh, pretty nasty this yeah, afternoon it, hopefully it, it will clear and hopefully the top divisions will have their covers on and they'll be able to take them off but whether it'll be in time or not we just have to wait and see and be patient yeah you're quite right have you watched any cricket that, that has taken place this week gordon well, a little bit at Halford West. I did go down there and Halford West lost in the uh, Harrison Allen Bowl to Cresselli. Uh, Dan Sutton had a great knock there, Ben. He's in fine fettle uh, early on in the season. He has 64 not out and he was well supported by Alex Bailey, who uh, cracked 42. But Cresselli uh, just were a little bit too strong for Halford West, which I expected because they're a very experienced side and Halford West are going through a transitional period this fair. But the, the 
the the main um, shock. Uh, it isn't a huge shock, but Johnson beat uh, Sedishmals. Mm. That was a, a good win. Johnson one hundred and three for five. Tish ninety nine for seven. Uh, so Johnson won that game by five wickets. Uh, Lee Walters twenty six. Gino Cleel twenty three. They batted very well. But the star of the moment was young Keegan Card, who took four for sixteen for Johnson. Um, he really uh, upset the uh, the batsman at uh, Tish. He got amongst them and he got the wick- the crucial wickets that uh, in the end gave him a, a thoroughly deserved victory. Yeah, good uh, stuff. Saundersfoot and Kira was another top game. Kira 113 for seven. They lost by nine runs. Kira 122 for nine. That was a, a very entertaining game. Top scorers for Kiru, Tim X, 22. And Reese Davis was out for 49. He didn't quite get his half century, but it was a, a very uh, a vital knock. And young Yori Hex bowled really well for Kiru in reply. He took three wickets for 31. Uh, Thomas Mansbridge, 33, and Nicky Cope, 33. Steady knocks for Saunders, but on the day, it was Kiru who was just a little bit too strong for uh, their close neighbours. It's, it's good we've had some cricket played this week and let's keep fingers crossed. I, th- I think we might see some action this afternoon, but it does feel like it could be a bit rain interrupted, no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, um, it could be. Gordon, you are back with us on Monday evening, seven until nine. Our special guest after eight on Monday is Peter Morgan, Pembroke's British Lion, of course. So very much looking forward to being joined by Peter. Yeah, he's a great lad, Peter. You know, he's uh, he played for Clancy for nearly 300 games. He's played for the Barbars, he's played for the Lions, he's played for Wales. He's done everything, to be fair. Uh, he's a great character as well. He's a, a local councillor. So I'm looking forward to uh, talking to Peter on our show on Monday evening. Uh, it should be some interesting stories. I just hope he keeps it clean. <laughs> we'll be keeping fingers crossed, but yeah, there will be interesting stories, no doubt. And- anyone's got any questions for him do do send those through to us yeah, on the pure west definitely. facebook page gordon thank you very yeah. much for your time yeah. this morning yeah. have a really good weekend and hopefully you get to watch some cricket later and we will see you on monday on pure west radio look forward to that then have a good weekend excellent stuff thank you gordon and a great way to end the show today uh, frank is on the way after the news at nine o'clock on pure west radio laurie's lifestyle show with jill ellis between one and four and what's on at the weekend with tesney between four and six we will see you monday evening seven until nine talking all the latest sports news from across pembrokeshire and beyond make sure you join us right here on pure west sport and have a brilliant Saturday, whatever you're up to. I said, talk about your mother, talk about your father, talk about the people who have let you what you are, talk about your teacher, the bully boy who beat you, talk about the people who have prayed for them in sports
Preston to Jefferson for Pembrokeshire. From Pembrokeshire, this is Pure West Radio. Pure West Radio News. With the latest news for Pembrokeshire, I'm Kim Thomas. A large police vehicle presence in and around Tempe on Wednesday afternoon included motorcycle outriders and cars with blacked-out windows. This was the third time in recent weeks that there has been a similar presence, which a David Powers police spokesperson said was an escort training exercise. One resident said, There were police cars everywhere, loads of police and vehicles with blacked-out windows. We wondered if it was a royal visitor. The police spokesperson said, 